Welcome back to the Urban Backpackers Podcast. I'm Jesse, and I'll be your host. Before we jump into today's episode, I just want to say I'm sorry. I know the podcast has been on a hiatus, but we're back. We're excited. We got some new content. There's a lot of things going on in the background, such as sponsorships, some new giveaways that we're working on doing, and, you know, overall, just a lot of good stuff. So I hope you stick around, and I'm really excited to share what happened this weekend getaway. So without any further ado, let's jump right into it. When you think of like a weekend getaway, most people will go to like a beach, go to the lake, go for a hike, maybe even a trip to Vegas, because why not? I did a full, basically I did the most. I mean, who goes to Greece for a weekend? I do. And, you know, it's it's crazy because I still, in my mind, I can't even believe I did it and it made it happen, but I did. And it was amazing. And I have zero regrets for it. Um, and the biggest thing to me, I think, is just that I did it for so cheap. And I mean, wow, it, it's just mind blowing. It's when you've traveled for as long as I have and you've been to the places I've been, I don't know. It's just one of those crazy things that this is really affordable for just about any traveler's budget. And when I tell you I got this flight for under $500, I mean, I did get it for $500, under $500. I mean, I got it for $390. That's a big, for a round trip ticket to Europe from LAX, I mean, man, talk about a steal, right? So let's talk about it. So I book like 99.8% of my tickets on skyscanner.com. Flat out. I love this website. Like, I mean, Google Flights is great. It's a great resource I use to reference prices. But most of the time, more of like a majority of the time, I book it on Skyscan. It's simple. It's easy. It's helpful. Gives me a list of destinations. I find myself at least three times a day literally just scanning through random flights to random places at different times throughout the year just because of how easy it is and how you know accessible it is really and i also do it for friends and family and co-workers like they're always asking me like hey can you find me a flight here i'm like yeah sure no problem like, tell me where you want to go when you want to go i got you i got you i'm like the plug sometimes you know anyway let's get back to this so i was not actually originally supposed to go to greece i was originally planning on going to the dominican republic but plans kind of changed because you know when I was planning, I was really excited to go to the Dominican Republic and then boom, COVID outbreak on the island. And I was like, uh-oh, I'm in danger. And was just like, yeah, no, cancel that. I'm not trying to get the Rona. I'm okay. Like we can change it. The problem was I now had purchased the ticket through Skyscanner for Delta Airlines. So now I was stuck with Delta Airlines credit. Not saying anything bad about Delta. I actually like Delta a lot, but I was stuck with them. So I was trying to find places to go to that flew with Delta that would meet within the credit limit because I wasn't trying to overpay. So what happened was I then decided I was going to go to Peru because I'd been wanting to go to Machu Picchu for quite some time. And for whatever reason, it just didn't pan out. Like, I, I think the weather was bad. I was going to go to very, it was either, it was either one of these two things. It was either the weather was really bad or 
like it was going to be a very crowded time of the year. And I was just like, I don't want either of those things. I want to enjoy my time, you know, whatever. So scratch that one off the list. And I stumbled upon this deal for Greece and I kind of couldn't believe it because it was just that good. And like I said, it was for 390 and it was via book through Delta fly with KLM and Air France. And I was stoked. So I did it. I booked it, used my credit. I did pay a little extra more, but hey, I mean, it's Greece. You're going to pay a little more. So we did it. And I liked this flight for three reasons. First, that it was going to fly me from Los Angeles to Amsterdam. Now, I've never been to Amsterdam, but this literally seemed like it was going to be the ultimate time of my life. Even though I wasn't going to get to leave the airport, I mean, it would have been nice, but no. No, didn't happen. So I got to see Amsterdam from the sky, which was beautiful, by the way. But I now have it in my mind. It's on my list. It's in the top 10 that I need to go to Amsterdam. So it's in the process. It's on the top 10 list, which is a very good place for places on my list. Anyway, the second reason why I wanted to go on this flight was because of the return ticket from Greece back to LAX was going to have a 16-hour layover. Now, you heard that right. 16 hours. Now, most people who travel a lot would be like, ugh, 16 hours in one airport? with more than likely no lounge access. No, 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 my friends. I was going to have a 16-hour layover in Paris. And I was stoked because I had a plan. I was going to, you know, get there early before lunch, have lunch in the city, and all these great things. And I was ready. So this trip was already off to a good start because I was just, you know, I was ready. I had a plan. Okay, so get to LAX. I'm on my way. Great drop off my car. Parked it. Great deal on parking, which is unheard of for airport parking. Flyaway. If you're in California and you're flying out of LAX, use the flyaway. They have the one at Union Station and they have the one at Van Nuys. I'd use the one at Van Nuys. It's a lot cheaper, much better. Loved it. Great experience. Anyway, back to it. So get to LAX, check in with KLM's easy, drop my bag, go walk around the airport, do my normal pre-flight ritual of <laughs> my pre-flight ritual of walking to the gate, physically seeing the gate that I'm going to depart from, and then going to find something to eat. Uh, you know, the funny story to that is 90% of the time when I go and do that, I see the gate physically. Okay. Yes, this is gate, say whatever, B39 that I am flying with, uh, usually it will, uh, it'll change before boarding, which in my case, I was over there sitting at, say for what instance, it was gate B39, uh, right up until boarding. And I'm sitting here and I'm looking around and I'm like eating my KFC. And I'm like, why is there no one here? Like, where's everyone else? Because they changed my gate. And they didn't announce it. And Delta sent me an email to a different gate, which wasn't the original, the actual gate I was supposed to go to. And I ran across the airport. And if you've ever been to the Tom Bradley uh, terminal at LAX, you would know that is a very big airport. Uh, and I ran to the other side. 
Then they told me, no, 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 you got to go back that way to the opposite end. And I barely made my way. Now, lucky for me, though, LAX is implementing this new facial recognition boarding system to where you no longer have to scan your boarding pass. You just take off your mask and it scans your face and it lets you in. It even tells you your name. A little creepy, but it works. Hey, cool technology. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I almost missed my flight uh, leaving on the trip. So the trip's already off to a good start. Now I'm on the plane. I'm flying in the economy, which is not, you know, that's my normal. I don't really like to do anything big. Like the most I'll do is maybe like a premium economy type thing. Um, but I was flying regular economy, KLM, great service back there. Uh, the Wi-Fi was a little pricey. I want to say it was going to be like 20 euros for the entire flight. I didn't buy it because I was a little tired actually, because I really didn't sleep a lot the night before. So I was planning on sleeping. Now, my mistake was I didn't bring my neck pillow, so I woke up, I did fall asleep, and I woke up with, like, a really jaded neck, which, you know, any long-haul flight, you're pretty tired after that with your neck being shoved against the wall or, like, whatever little cushion you could create for your neck, you know, it's horrible. So, anyway, flight's good, food's good. We did about, like, two, I think we did two services, I think we did, like, a lunch Maybe dinner. It might have been dinner or lunch. I don't know. It was not breakfast, so I'll tell you that much. And then we did breakfast when, upon arrival in Amsterdam. It was pretty cool, though, because I got champagne in economy, which to me is really unheard of because normally it's just like beer and, uh, you know, like wine, which is really cool. And I also did get beer. Of course, it was Heineken. Love it. Gotta love it. I got a little buzzed. I'm not going to lie. Uh, there was these two people sitting next to me who I uh, can't remember the names for the life of me, but they were great. I know they're following this, so sorry. Sorry, I don't remember your names, but you. I hope you enjoy this episode of the podcast. Anyway, um, yeah, they watched me pound at least like five beers within the span of like 45 minutes. So, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, the flight to... Greece was pretty good. We laid over in Amsterdam, like I said. Great experience. Um, We had a short layover of about like two and a half, three hours. There was a delay and they actually had to have a mechanical issue with the jet bridge connecting the aircraft. So they moved us to another gate where we had to take a bus to the aircraft and board that way, which was kind of cool because I got some really good like shots of the aircraft and I got like this cool selfie of me boarding my jet you know on my way to Athens and it was cool the flight to Athens was pretty dope I actually sat next to this guy who was uh he's he's from Greece so he kind of and he spoke really good English and he was telling me a lot like places to go places to see um and it it was really cool so that's kind of how I got my lay of the land and then we get to Athens I want to say it was maybe like a three hour three and a half hour flight from Amsterdam to Greece uh, it was really cool. We got this really cool panoramic shot of the plane doing a, a turn into the city uh, on approach. And it was like went right over the clear blue water. Uh, you saw all these nice little yachts out there. You got this nice little coastal side of, of the city. It was beautiful. Uh, it really set the tone to the trip. When I saw that, I was really like, boom, I'm here. Let's get it popping. So... <laughs> 
we landed. It was great. I kind of got stuck at the airport, though, in Athens for a while because my phone wasn't quite willing to cooperate with the Wi-Fi, or at least the Wi-Fi wasn't willing to cooperate with my phone because it just wouldn't let my Uber do anything. And if Uber doesn't ever work for me in a country right away, I usually try to figure out the way to take the metro into the city center. But it really didn't work out for me either because I couldn't read anything because everything was in Greek. And I didn't download the language off of Google Translate yet. So I couldn't do that thing where like you scan it and it translates for you. So that was kind of an issue. So I fell into a tourist trap. I'll be honest. I, I got scammed. Um, I paid like 60 bucks for a private luxurious shuttle. I mean, it was nice. I'll tell you that much. It was a Mercedes Sprinter van. It was private. It had a TV in there and everything. It was really cool, but I overpaid. And I mean, like an Uber would have cost like 30 euros, I think it said. But anyway, you know, it's the price of luxury, you know? <laughs> and so... We get to the hostel, which was interesting because he couldn't drop me off like right in front. He dropped me off like three blocks away. And then it turned out that he could actually, he just didn't want to. So yeah, that was, that was interesting. Anyway, I get to the hostel. I stayed at Athens Backpackers, uh, which is a pretty well-known hostel. It's literally right around the corner from the Acropolis. I mean, like you could go up to the roof and you have a beautiful view of the Acropolis and the Parthenon. I mean, you can't ask for really a better view. It's a nice little quiet neighborhood, really friendly people, covered in restaurants, shops, ice cream. I mean, there was literally ice cream everywhere, and I loved it. Um, ATMs are close by. All of your main tourist sites that you want to see are literally within a 15 to 20-minute walking distance. It was beautiful. It was great location. And the vibe... You know, it's a hit and miss, depending on if you're looking for quiet, you're looking for party, you're looking for fun, you're looking for budget. You kind of got it all in one. And that's what I liked about it. I like hostels like that, you know, and it, it's just really dope. So shout out to Athens Backpackers because y'all made the experience, like, pretty good. You guys also were very helpful with me getting tickets for things, too. And shout out. Anyway... Um, so I checked in, I kind of walked in during like their happy hour. And so it was really loud. I was very tired. So I was kind of grumpy and I, I, I feel bad because the, uh, the girl who checked me in, uh, was like, welcome, it's happy hour. You want a shot? And I was like, no, I just want my room key and you take a shower and go to bed. And she was like, okay. So I paid got my room key. It's a really cool system. They actually have like an app on your phone where you just scan it to the door and it unlocks. So that's kind of cool. No room key. So, I mean, as long as you don't lose your phone, know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you can get into your room. Now they're kind of a pod style bunk bed system. So they're cool. Not as private as most though. Like there's no curtain or anything like that. Very dangerous if you're on the top bunk though, because there's no like safety bar and if I've ever told you this before on the podcast, I'm a real big toss and turner while I sleep. And <laughs> I slept on the top bunk for my first night. And uh, let's just say I woke up in a place that wasn't my bed. It was very cold, very hard, and I rolled off. So you get the picture. I fell on the floor. It was an experience for sure. But as soon as I was able to move beds, I did because I needed to for safety reasons, 
basically. Uh, it got to the point to where I wasn't so sure I was going to be able to get a bed at the bottom that I went to go look for a hotel because I was like, oh my gosh, I do not want that to happen to me again. I almost did. I almost did go to a hotel. Um, so basically, I picked this hostel because, like I said, it's centrally located uh, to just about everything you want, whether it's the metro rail whether it's the sites, whether it's the food, whether it's the markets, whether it's whatever you want, it is central to just about everything. So I always like to try to establish myself with a base that I could easily reach to at any given moment. And I found it there. So breaking it down, I want to say my bed for the four nights was around like 14 euros a night. So do the math. It was pretty cheap for Europe. That's pretty good. I remember when I was in Italy, I paid a lot more than that. But then again, I was in Milan and I was like right around the corner from the Domo. So, you know, you can't, you can't beat it. Um, and man, when I say that site of the Acropolis just amazes me, like I got to go to bed every night just looking at that thing. Like I have so many pictures of it. It's, it's a little bit insane. The crazy thing about this trip though, the most craziest thing is when I was on the plane, I learned that a lot of the sites were going to be closed because the second day in, in the city was Greek Independence Day. And I was kind of like, oh, no, like, shit, like, this is going to rain on my parade. I only got a couple days here. You know, what am I supposed to do with myself? But it actually turned into a huge benefit. Like, I mean, I got to see this amazing parade. I was literally racing against the parade to try to run to get ahead of it so I can get pictures and video and content. It was so much fun. Locals were helping me get there. Some guy gave me a ride on his bike so I can get this one shot of these tanks flying by and the jets flying by. It was a whole ordeal. I had a great time. So if you go to my Instagram, that dude, Jesse, uh, you'll see some of the pictures. Some of them are at the Urban Backpackers site. It, it's great. It was fun. Um, but it turned out that all of the sites were not actually closed. They were open. And most importantly, they were free. Now, thing for me is I didn't know that at the time. I didn't know that until that night afterwards when I was drinking with friends. I was like, oh, someone should have told me. But I mean, I guess it's cool because when things are free, like they tend to get really overcrowded and that's okay. I'm, I'm like, okay with not doing that. So, that you know, it's whatever. But uh, yeah, so I got to celebrate Greek Independence Day in Athens, and it was a blast. It was truly a blast. Um, so, you know, when we talk about the hostel, Independence Day, everyone wants to know, like, okay, well, what else did you do? And I did a lot. I mean, for four days, I definitely packed my schedule tight with some free time still. I will say I didn't nap every single day because I've been working for like the last four or five months straight without a trip and it was a little it's actually been seven months because i've been at my job for seven months so yeah seven months reality check it was seven months and since guatemala because after guatemala i started my new job yes seven months there you go if you get that reference you get bonus points um anyway so yeah i was a little tired and burnt out and so i napped at least two hours every day and it was great i don't regret it at all everyone should be able to do that when they're on vacation um so i got to do a lot i did an island hopping tour so you gotta when you when you're booking tours you know you gotta just really 
ask people, like ask the hostel, you can ask locals. What I did is basically I ate, re- I ate breakfast pretty much at the same restaurant every day just because I liked the people. And it was literally around the corner from the hostel and it had a l- panoramic view of the Acropolis. So I got to eat my omelet every day and pancakes and French toast looking at the Acropolis. And I just used to, I just sat there every morning and just like stared at that thing, just an amazing piece of architecture. And if you never knew this, I actually always wanted to be an architect. So I, I'm a big admirer of architecture. Um, and I would, I asked my, my server, uh, his name was actually Luis. Uh, and he would, tell me like all the cool things that I could do. So he pointed out to me that I could do an island hopping tour that most places would charge like $200 for, but he could help me get to the port, get on a boat for cheaper and just pay for things individually rather than get conned into this scam that most people do. So I took it, I, I jumped on it and I paid like $48 for this thing that most people pay $200 for. And I got to go to Hydra. I got to go to Poros and Agena. Beautiful water. Blue water. I mean, you go to Greece, you see white, blue top houses, and crystal clear, excuse me, blue water. And I got to do it for $48. Amazing time. And I highly recommend if you're in Athens for a short four-day weekend like I was and really can't go to like Santorini or Mykonos, do the Agena, Hydro, and Poros island hopping tour, but go to the port, find a, a catamaran or a small boat where the, you see guys out there. I know it's a little sketch and people feel odd about it, but trust me, you could do it. Uh, it, it was a good deal. So after that, the next day, I got up at 5.30 in the morning because I just wasn't sure what time this was going to be able to play out, but I wanted to go up to the Acropolis to walk through the Parthenon to go see all the other sites up there. So it opens at 8 a.m. So in reality, you need to be there by no later than 7.30 because sometimes there can be a line, there's tour groups, whatever. But if you get there right when they open and just run up all the way up there, you'll have that place at least to yourself for a solid 15 minutes like I did. It was clear. It was amazing. I enjoyed it got some amazing pictures. It was like a dream. It was an item checked off my bucket list. Um, and that day kind of just raveled on. I met a great individual uh, and he's a content creator, which I'll add his stuff below. Uh, and he took me with him on a walk to the Olympic stadium. We went to go see the, the, the chambers of Zeus and stuff like that. It was really cool um, experience. Now the Olympic stadium was a surreal thing because I got to stand where the first modern day Olympics was held, like the, in the first stadium. And it was, it was just cool. It was a cool experience. Um, and I know like everyone wants to know about the food, food. You think of Greece, you think of like baklava, you think of like skewers, uh, a lot of rice and probably even some lamb. Those are definitely all the things I ate. Lots of lamb. I love lamb. Before, I did not like lamb. But now, I love lamb. And I'm actually trying to cook and learn how to make it here at home because that's just how much I really liked it. Um, so I did a food tour where basically we just went around on bikes, uh, bicycles, and we went to all these little hidden gems. We found all this good stuff. So I'm putting together like a video collage kind of of the food. It'll be up later on Instagram. Uh, but no, in reality, it was, it was great. 
so the big one I always like to touch on is, you know, culture, culture in the community, culture in the country, the, what I perceived right away. Um, Greeks are just an overwhelmingly hospitable people. Like they are just so welcoming, like random people would ask, have you been here yet? You have to go here. Or have you seen the, have you gone to the Acropolis yet? Go to the Acropolis. Have you been to the Acropolis Museum? You need to go there too. Like they are just so welcoming and want you to enjoy their country, which to me is always a plus. A lot of people spoke English. So if you're worried about a language barrier, you're, you're covered. Don't worry. They speak English. They speak French. They speak Spanish. They speak everything. They got you covered. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was, that was the big boom to this whole thing. Um, so, you know, the trip wrapped up pretty quickly. It really did just fly by. And I, you know, in retrospect and looking at it now, I, I really did enjoy it. It was really a good time. And I can't wait to go back. And I hope I can go back. Um, probably won't be anytime soon. But to go back and do it justice and do a full proper trip, you know, maybe a week or two. Uh, and go to Mykonos and Santorini. I know those are two places like I really want to go to. Uh, so, you know, the sky's the limit and good thing I know where to find cheap plane tickets. Um, so anyway, you know, it's wrapped up. I'm excited to kind of go home too because I'm, I'm ready to get back to work um, and things like that. So we're flying back home on Air France. And like I said previously, I was going to have a 16-hour layover. 16 hours. Again, people normally just hate the sound of that. Like People literally would be like, oh, what's wrong with you? Well, I like long layovers because it gives me an opportunity potentially to go out of the airport and see another city basically for free. And I had high hopes. So... I get to the airport early. I got a taxi. I See, the crazy thing was that, like, the whole, as the trip was winding down, I was kind of getting nervous because I had a weird departure time. I was leaving at, like, 5 a.m., so that's probably, like, one of the earliest flights I've ever left for, and it was just, it was just odd. It was just an odd time for me. So I basically ordered a taxi, pre-reserved a taxi, because I wasn't sure if there's going to be Ubers available at that time. And I never really like to take risks like that. So uh, I pre-ordered a taxi and the person who helped me told me it was going to be like a hundred euros. And so I was like, what? A hundred euros? What the hell? No, turned out it was like 40 euros. So I ended up taking out way much more money out of the ATM than I actually needed. I gave the guy a nice tip because I mean, he's up at two in the morning to take me to the airport. Like that's a, that's an MVP for you right there. Anyway, so we get to the airport, check in smooth, uh, give him my COVID test, easy. Um, and I'm just chilling around in the airport. Luckily for me, they had breakfast things open already, which is kind of weird. At 3 a.m., most airports are like shut down and you're just sitting out there quiet. So I got me like a little breakfast sandwich. I got me some orange juice and some water. And then I made my way again, doing my pre-flight ritual of going to my gate and physically looking at my gate observing the gate, making sure it is actually there, and watch the monitors this time to make sure of any flight changes, we're all good. So flights are on my way to on my way to Paris. Exciting flight, not as crowded. I had a lovely woman traveling from India back to LA. 
next to me and we had great conversation, great experience, had a middle seat open. So we had a little more room to stretch out. Uh, great service by Air France. Um, and we get to LAX. And, I mean, I'm sorry. Whoop. Skipped apart. We get to Paris and I'm excited because I'm like, yes, I'm going to get out here. I'm going to go into the city. I'm going to have a nice French lunch. I'm going to go have dinner in Paris. You know, I'm going to go take my grand picture of the Eiffel Tower. All these things. I was set. And as soon as I'm walking off the plane, the flight attendant comes running down the jet bridge to find me. And it's like, sir, 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 Lucia, Lucia, are you going to LA? And I said, yes. And he says, sir, you have to run. Your flight's leaving out of gate so-and-so. They changed it. They canceled your 16-hour layover and you're leaving in the next 25 minutes and you still got to go through security. I said, excuse me? He says, it's either that or you wait two days to go to LA. And I said, oh no. So I took off running and it was hysterical. Uh, I made it through though. I made it on my flight. I think they called and said that I was going to be running to there. So they held the plane. Uh, turned out it actually was, you know, a really good flight. So um, yeah, always check for updates in your email from your airline to make sure you're good. Um, but, you know, that's kind of a exciting end to this episode. But yeah, I mean, that thought I was going to have dinner in Paris turned out not, you know, Air France had other plans for me. But Anyway, you know, I'll probably do a second episode going a little more in depth, talking about budget, talk about prices, talk about more stuff like that. But, you know, that's all the time we really have right now. So we'll wrap it up. I look forward to seeing your questions, comments, concerns in the, uh, I added this new thing to where you can leave comments uh, and ask questions if you really want to, or you can just DM me on Instagram at Urban Backpackers. As always, don't forget to follow uh so yeah man that's it thank you so much for tuning into this episode and until next time hasta luego